Welcome to the Raising Christian Kids podcast. Your host, Leanne Mancini, is extremely passionate about helping children to have a strong foundation in Jesus. You will be equipped with methods and techniques to help solidify a relationship between your child and Jesus. So let's dig deep and raise strong Christian kids. Hello and welcome back to Raising Christian Kids. I have Kirk Martin on the show today, and I'm so happy to have Kirk. CelebrateCalm.com founder and Calm Parenting podcast host, Kurt Martin has shown almost a million parents how to stop yelling, defiance, and power struggles with the most strong-willed children. Kurt is known for very practical strategies and scripts delivered with humor and compassion. Learn how to get your kids to listen the first time. We all want that, right? While building a close, trusting relationship. Welcome, Kirk. Hey, welcome, Leanne. Thank you for uh, thank you for having me on here. I'm I'm thrilled, really and, excited. And we are so happy to have you. Your your specialty is working with strong-willed children. When I had one of those, my daughter was strong-willed. She's she still is. They don't really become unstrong-willed. I think I think. <laughs> They become more mature, maybe, and more manageable. But what are some of the primary attributes of a strong-willed child? So usually these kids are very, very bright. They're not always academically motivated, but they're bright. But they tend to use their intelligence to argue with you. They're kids who, when they wake up in the morning, it's like they have an agenda. And they know what they want, and they know what they don't want. And what they don't want is anything that you want them to do, right? And so there are power struggles over everything. And you will spend your, their childhood saying this, if you would just do what I asked you to do, you would be done in seven minutes, but you'd rather argue with me for seven hours or days or weeks or years and lose everything you own. And one of the, one of the more frustrating things is consequences tend not to work for them. They just literally sometimes don't care about the consequence. And the hardest part for me with a strong-willed child is they do not want to do things the way that you want them done. They will do things, but they like to do it their way. In the end, it is a great trait, but it is extremely frustrating when you are a parent with this kind of child. You know, it's interesting. I was thinking about this. Jesus describes these kids in the New Testament. In Matthew 21, there's a story of parable of two sons. Go to work in, in your father's vineyard. And the one son was, why, of course, father, he was like the Eddie Haskell of his time, only he didn't go and do it. And the, fir- the other child was the ones like, vineyard work, stupid, especially if in your house, you're not allowed to use that word. The strong-willed child will use that word repeatedly to push your buttons. And this, that other child was like, I'm not doing it. But later, he changed his mind, went into the vineyard, did his father's work. And Jesus said, which of the two sons was obedient to his father's will? It was the initially resistant one. And everybody knows in Luke 15, the story of the prodigal son. In the end of the story, the compliant child who had always done what his father asked was the one with the resentful heart, whereas the strong-willed child, the stove toucher, actually had a very contrite heart because he had learned from his mistakes. So it's just, it's interesting Because sometimes Christians, we grow up with this view of kind of very law-based or like, well, you always have to do exactly the right thing all the time. And Jesus kind of turns that on its head a little bit. So that's a strong-willed child. I love a strong-willed child, and I'll tell you why. God created us with all individual personalities because he has a purpose and a plan for us to use 
our personalities for his goodness down the road. So sometimes a strong-willed child ends up being, you know, the next elected official who is really out there gunning to get the laws changed or, you know. So I I really, like I said, I have a strong-willed child and my daughter's wonderful. She edits all our podcasts. She does a hundred things for behind the scenes that people don't know. And she's a go-getter and she keeps me on task. And so I'm so happy. (laughs) And my son is- describe my son. (laughs) And my son's more laid back. He's also a go-getter, but he's more laid back and he's more calm. How would you recommend that parents handle a young child hitting, lashing, or having a meltdown or biting, or what can they do with those young, strong-willed children who act out? So a couple things. One is, I like to distinguish between a tantrum and a meltdown. A tantrum to me is logical, manipulative. I want the fruit snacks. You won't give them to me. So now I'm just going to start screaming and yelling. They know what they're doing. They just want you to give in, right? A meltdown to me is a little bit more emotional. There's something behind it. And so what we try to do is get to the root of it. So I'll give you two quick examples. Anxiety, and a lot of strong-willed kids struggle with some measure of anxiety. And so they oftentimes they like to control things. And so they don't like going new places. So you can come and say, hey, do you want to go to swim class? And they'll say, sure, sign me up. But a week later, when you're like, hey, first class is tonight, you're going to get resistance. My stomach's upset. I promise I'll go next week. So we try to bribe. That doesn't work. Then we start to threaten. And on the way to the car, you'll often hear things like, I'm not going swim class is stupid, you're stupid, right? And that's the big point of decision for us as parents of, am I going to feed into that? Because oftentimes we're like, you know what, you better get your little butt in the car right now. If you don't do that, I'm going to take away X, Y, and Z. That tends to escalate things. So I believe one of our roles, because this is what God does for us, is to give us wisdom and tools, right? Not just discipline means to teach. So in that moment, when I'm frustrated, and I want that kid to get in the car, and I'm looking at a defiant, disrespectful child, if I step back for even five seconds and say, God, give me some wisdom, what's really going on? Oftentimes, what we realize is it's anxiety. And if I look down at that kid and say, look, is your stomach a little bit upset? And they'll be like, "Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, it's anxiety. Perfectly normal. Of course, you're anxious. You're going to a new place. But I believe that you're capable of going and having a great time. I actually lead that child to calm in that moment. I am the confidence knowing, yeah, of course, you're going through that. But I believe you're capable. One quick tool for those situations for parents who struggle with that. Ask the swim coach, Taekwondo leader, whoever it is, ask them to give your child a very specific job to do. So that when you come home and say, hey, we've got swim class, it sparks, oh, mom, we have to be there five minutes early because the swim coach really needed my help. Because they're often, strong-willed kids are often very helpful toward other people, just not their parents. So in this situation, what sounded like defiance and disrespect was honestly an anxious kid who who, who didn't want to go. And by being the calm leader, I was able to lead him to go and it strengthens our relationship as well. That's wonderful because usually we just automatically as a busy parent, hey, you got to get in the car. We got to go. Why are you not doing what I'm telling you to do? And then we get angry. 
And like you said, just to take the time to ask God for wisdom, because, you know, we have knowledge, but without wisdom, you know, the two work together. You're given knowledge of a situation, but you have to have wisdom on how to handle what, what you know is happening right at that moment. You know that there's a breakdown. So I love that. That's a, that's a really great point. You use the phrase, motion changes emotion to calm kids that are upset. Can you give parents a couple practical ways to calm an upset child who is having a meltdown? We had said that already, but can you still, the motion changes emotion. Okay, good. So when kids are upset, we call it being emotionally on fire. So we want to put out that fire. So something that we often do that doesn't work is we tend to talk to our kids, right? And sometimes we're like, you need to calm down right now. And they're like, you're not even calm. How can I be calm? And sometimes you've probably noticed when you talk too much, when kids are upset, it makes them more angry. In some ways, it's provoking them. Sometimes we talk very sweetly. And this is, there's a little nuance here. We'll be like, oh, honey, there's no need to be upset. And that's akin to your husband saying, oh, honey, you're just overreacting. It's right. Like it, it's dismissive. So with a strong-willed child, and this is going to be counterintuitive, sometimes I give them intensity and say, oh man, if I were you, I'd be frustrated too. Now, here's what I didn't say. If I were you, I would hit your sister, punch a hole in the wall, throw things. I didn't say that. I just said, if I were you, I'd be frustrated too. Because I'm acknowledging with some intensity what they're feeling. And then I transition to the the motion changes emotion. And the idea is giving a child something to do, physically moving him out of that place emotionally and physically often helps them calm down. So here are a few examples. Sometimes with little kids, if they're not really, really upset, I'll just sit down in the moment and start to color. And they're going to look at you like, why are you coloring? And I'll be like, hey, could you help me out? Because I'm doing this um, Santa Claus, I'm doing the reindeer, you want to help me? And I'm bleeding them. Sometimes I do something very physical. Like I'll just get on the ground and start doing push-ups in the middle of aisle three at Target or at church. I guarantee you a lot of your strong-willed kids melt down at church and then you get embarrassed. And if you were to hit the ground and do that, or you lead them outside, you know, my son used to he get frustrated and start yelling at my wife. And that's obviously you can't do that. But instead of coming into the room, how many times have I told you, you don't yell at your mother? Instead, I'd walk in and say, hey, I can tell you're frustrated. Listen, when you're ready, if you want to come outside and play catch with the football, love to play catch with you. Some of our kids love Legos. So saying, hey, I can tell you're frustrated. When you're ready, if you want to come in the living room, I'm going to dump the Legos out and build a spaceship. The idea is I'm giving them something else to do. And in all these situations, to me, what's important, Leanne, is instead of just saying, go to your room, which we're in effect saying, go away from the very person who has the wisdom and tools to help you, I'm inviting them in to relationship with me. And what I'm communicating is when your world is out of control, mine's not, I can handle you at your worst. And that is a critical message because we model God for our kids and we want them when they're struggling and when they're not, we want them seeking God. And if they associate God with an angry, impatient parent, then they're not so likely to go to him. But if they know, oh, I can trust my mom and dad, because when I'm having a bad day, I know that I can go to them and they have wisdom to help me. 
That's wonderful. Just like Jesus is our rock, we have to be the rock for our kids. We have to be solid and we have to be there to support them and to guide them and to coach them. And it's it, you're showing empathy, like you said, when you tell them, hey, I know you're frustrated. I, I can see you're frustrated. I understand you're frustrated, but I love the motion. Start doing something physical. When we're frustrated, I like to go for a power walk. That calms me down. And, you know, I think that's a great thing. Absolutely. Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we wrap up? These are wonderful tips and we will have the links to how they can reach you and contact you and get all your wonderful resources. I would just, my thing I would end with is enjoy the strong-willed child. They're very challenging to raise and they're at times you don't like them, even though you love them. (laughs) But if you can enter into it and really start to enjoy them, and as you said, Leanne, of God made them with this strong will because they're going to do great things. But the first thing they're going to do is frustrate you. Mm -hmm. But if you can enjoy them, man, you're really going to love that relationship. Like I can tell you have with your daughter, it becomes very special as you bond with them. It really is. And, you know, again, celebrate.com, go to the website, check Kirk out and everything he's done, wonderful resources. And this is how we will raise strong Christian kids. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app.